0: What do you think? I think we're dead meat. Real dead meat. You're dead meat! Go ahead and laugh, you guys. If I ever find a little it's a dead meat. Welcome to the Dead Meat Podcast, an extension of the YouTube channel Dead Meat. I'm James.
1: I'm Chelsea, and we're boyfriend and girlfriend, and we like to get scared together. And... Everyone, I know you've all been waiting for this episode for so long. And I'm so excited we're finally doing it because it's a big, important one. I'm very excited. And we have a guest today to help us through. That's Joan Ford. Hi. She's a writer, a a very funny person. A Cartoon Network. You can see her at UCB too. You do improv? And- uh,
2: more sketch, but yeah, a little cool. bit of it. If you want to come see some bad improv, yeah, <laughs> find me. Find me at UCB. That's <laughs> like
0: most improv. Yeah, ones. yeah. If you want to see
2: very standard middle of the road bad improv? Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome, Joan. Thank you. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I dressed like a little yes, spooky that's, no, for you guys. perfect. Oh, no. Like I only had, this is like a Halloween only dress, but I was like, I'll break it out for today. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it's every Dust day it is Halloween at our apartment. Yeah. I yeah. Know. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so today we're, we're doing our transgender representation in horror episode. Yes. And I'm glad that I, I I brought a funny person on to talk about this stuff with us because I, I think that this the subject matter it can get heavy and even yeah. talking about representation in media and especially horror it's you know i think we're going to get into some stuff that maybe for for some of you listening might be a little tough um so if i'm, I'm going to include a link to TransLifeline.org, i have the i'm going to put the hotline numbers on the graphics too and in the description if you know you listen to this or you you feel like you need to talk to someone and you know i want that that resource to be available. So, yeah.
2: Uh, And I'd like maybe, like, before you even get started, I'd like to throw out that, like, just because I am trans does not mean I am necessarily, like, an expert on any of these things. Um, uh, I think ultimately what's important is for anyone, like, watching these movies to, like, kind of, like, think about how it makes, how they respond to them, how it makes them feel. So, like, well, I just want to say, whatever I say here is just, like, my feelings processing these films uh, and, you know, whatever you take away from them, that's that's you. Like, I want to have, like, a discussion about these movies, not a final, like, this This is the, like, final verdict on them. Oh, man, I thought
0: we got the official voice. Yeah. No, uh, sorry, no, sorry, <laughs> oh, that's, not, man. that's not me, that's not me.
2: <laughs> I believe that's... Uh, uh, Patty Harrison. <laughs> uh, she she won it. She she won that official. She, yeah, it was a big fight. Yeah, yeah, she won the election for the King's official. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Because she's the she's the funniest. Her, tw- yeah, her yeah, Twitter's very very yeah.
1: good. Uh, cool. So uh, let's get. Started, I I really so when I started doing research for this, I even asked um, you know, for for some resources and I, I read a bunch of books about transgender theory and film and horror. And I think the more that I started digging into that, the more I, I realized I don't know if this is the discussion I want to have necessarily. Because a lot of this film theory is academics who aren't transgender. Oh yeah. And it gets so like you know I I feel like it would ultimately be so unfulfilling for me to be reading based like reading out loud to you like this is theory about how you're represented uh, in yeah, film. <laughs> you
2: know, and, and like, yeah, I think that's a very good distinction to make that we're talking about trans representation, not necessarily like trans themes in these films because like, you know, then it, that all becomes kind of loose and like, mu- and murky, like, like sometimes literally so in like the case of like David Cronenberg. Mm. Like I feel like every, like you can kind of apply like trans theory to like every single like David Cronenberg movie. Yes. His, oh, like Videodrome? I, yeah, like, <laughs> oh yeah, his. I feel like David Cronenberg like mo is just like where can I put a vagina that wasn't one th- <laughs> where, where wasn't one before I actually before I like one of the, my last Halloween costumes before I transitioned was I went as max Wren who's James Woods uh, uh-huh. character from uh videodrome I'm honestly more embarrassed that I went as specifically james, <laughs> james Woods yes, then yeah. I went as a then but um like I built that like I the like chest I vagina? built that like chest VCR oh. vagina and nice. I was like yeah like uh yeah I was very I was very pl- very pleased with my uh Uh, my uh Handiwork, but I was like, "What a what a like I don't know. Was that a little like Was that like a step towards coming out for
0: me? (laughs) I don't know. I'm gonna like, yeah. There are probably some listeners who are like who don't know David Cronenberg and are like, Like, "What what the fuck are you talking about? Video It's
1: exactly what it sounds like. Go watch. It's a
2: it's (laughs) like it's a movie from the very early '80s about like (laughs) I don't know all all that. Matt, all that. There's a part where James Woods' chest like turns into this like like you know very vaginal esque like cavity that he then sticks a, a vhs tape in um it's pro- actually i think it's beta i think that oh, was is it a beta- p- <laughs> i think that's the problem it was the uh, uh, <laughs> in co- uh, continuity flaw with my costume it mm. was a uh bait it was a vhs i could not find the beta max. Oh. oh my yeah. god the beta in that
0: s- movie too? what's that isn't blondie, blondie in? That yes, in that yes, movie? yes
2: yes yes uh, debbie harry's in that movie yes. wow. she's uh, yeah uh she's uh fantastic and then later i would go i actually uh I did go as uh, for later Halloween. I went as B- her character Bianca Oblivion. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: My transition has a lot to do with video drum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, now you get you know now you got Blu-rays and DVDs. Yeah. That's just a little. Slip. Yeah. Oh yeah. When's he gonna do like yeah? When's he gonna do yeah. an
2: Cronenberg should do an update of of video oh my drum gosh, like yeah, yeah. George Lucas yeah. And, like, yeah special yeah. effects updated oh my Blu-ray drum or I guess that's it it'll be like what, what's the what is that why David Cronenberg isn't making movies anymore because streaming has like streaming culture like what is yeah. it what's he going to like it's, it's insert into port. people yeah, yeah yeah what's he going to oh my, insert USB into people USB yeah. So. yeah ooh yeah yeah yeah. Light up. That's like
1: Hellraiser. That's David, like into Hellraiser, yeah, territory that is really.
2: like that is like a Hellraiser four set <laughs> by like with, with friends with the CD head guy. Yep, yeah, 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 exactly.
1: So, <laughs> oh man, this is already very good. Uh, <laughs> so, um, I, I kind of started looking at more more specific characters. I think mm-hmm. it would be uh, I thought would be more fun to talk about and would be more accessible for our audience too because they're going to be characters that. If you're a horror fan, you're pretty familiar with most, if not all of them. And I also noticed that when I was looking at like just, you know, transgender history, I don't know how else to refer to it. That's such a weird phrase because like transgender people have always... Been around. been around, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But,
2: but like maybe the the history of them in cinema, or, yeah, yeah, or just
1: in our in our like public awareness, yeah. kind of. Um, it, it stood out to me how much their depiction in horror films specifically begins mid-century, because yeah. again, Psycho is this milestone, mm-hmm. and Psycho, I think, is such a a like a turning point for that kind of representation in horror, and unfortunately, kind of. Uh, yeah counterproductive representation.
2: Yeah. In I mean I I mean I will say I don't know if we've gotten to a productive representation mm-hmm. of trans people in horror films yet. Um we aren't much further away from where we were in in like what was that 1961? 60 60? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is is kind of like you know unfortunate you know it just kind of like stops at a point as opposed to like keep like you know like evolving and like finding ways to work trans people into these movies and these stories in ways that are you know positive or at least ways where they're not represented strictly as kind of monsters Mm -hmm. um it's yeah yeah so yeah it's kind of starts with psycho and then like yeah. doesn't go anywhere, really. It's, it's
1: amazing how much it doesn't change, I think, even. because I, I have not personally seen this movie. Did you see Insidious 2, James?
0: I didn't see the second one, no. In
1: Insidious 2, there is a, a character where the crux of that plot and twist is, yeah. oh, it's someone who went crazy because they wanted to be a woman. Bright
0: and Black claims his 15th victim. Parker wore that dress to commit his
2: murders
1: that came out a few years ago we really haven't evolved in yeah. horror beyond that exact same plot twist yeah
2: and yeah. It's so it, yeah it's like uh i can i can't think of any of them where it's not like except well i guess uh signs the lambs kind of like sets it up mm-hmm. uh in a very like kind of clunky way from the out the outset but it's always like but all every other movie I can think of kind of uses it as a, like, holy shit moment. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, you didn't see this coming. Yeah,
1: and, and horror is unique, too. And I, I think it's why, as, as horror fans and as horror content creators, as people who I think um, are, are some kind of voice for and in the genre, we're reviewers and... Yeah. Aggregators. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Content aggregators. We, I think we have like a, a responsibility to point out that horror is very unique in its representation in that horror, as, as opposed to other genres where transgender people are punchlines of jokes, but they're side characters. Mm-hmm. Horror films are unique in that transgender characters are often, if not always, the villain. And, yeah. and they, they're yeah. what the plot Depends on, and the the evil and the horror of the movie depends on these characters' transness.
2: Yeah, well, um, and like something I was kind of real—I was realizing that I was kind of like reviewing these movies. Like I'd say, like you know. I think the big ones. We, should we name them? Like, I feel sure, like the sure. big ones are uh, uh, Norman Bates and Psycho. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we move on to what? Uh, Silent, or uh, sleepaway Order, camp. Yeah.
0: Sleepaway camp. Which, which th- by the way, big spoiler alert! If you've never seen yeah. it, yeah, yeah, yeah. hey, in, it.
1: just yeah. our discussion of sleepaway camp. We just ruined it. And
2: yeah, but Angela in uh, sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. I would also put like uh, what? Uh, there's Bobby in uh, Dress to kill, yes. which is oh, okay. uh, the De Palma movie from I think the, I think maybe Eight- the it's, same I think year. It's 80, yeah. yeah 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 and then uh buffalo bill there's uh even though it's kind of horror adjacent it's still john carpenter um uh escape from la has uh pam uh pam greer playing a character a trans character named uh Hershey Las Palmas who is like definitely like problematic in her own right but was actually kind of like significant for me as a kid cuz it's the first time i remember seeing a like uh, uh a trans person in a genre film uh, that was, you know, like I said, still like problematic. It still like opens up with basically like Snake Pliskin like committing a, a weird hate crime against her. But it's still like it was still like significant for me because I was like, oh, there's like a like a trans character that is like, and by the I don't think at the time I even had that like you know that language to say. Trans, uh, mm-hmm. but like it was still like a trans character who had agency, who was a more, who was, even though, you know, she was a criminal, she was still like allowed to be like a hero in the story. She gets to like, uh, she gets to like dive bomb Disneyland at the end with a <laughs> paraglider. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, m-m-m-, like, you know, if we're, you know, would love better representation, but at least more, you know, trans people on hang gliders yeah, destroying more, Disneyland. Yes, that's, please. at the very least, please give us that. Oh,
1: my gosh. That's a very specific aesthetic that, yeah, yes, why yeah. don't we have more? More of, of that. that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's interesting, too, because that character is someone who's, like, assigned female at birth playing a trans it woman. It is, yeah. Which, and yeah. it's not, like, dude in a wig and a dress. Yeah. Huh, huh. Which
2: is, like, you know, it's also, I mean, just even in, like uh, like, more like what, you, what I might call like respectable films. That's, that was like the kind for a long time. That was like really up until like, uh you know, we had like trans America with uh, America's sweetheart, Felicity Huffman. Like <laughs> she was playing, you know, she was like playing a, uh, uh a trans woman. And like, you know, it, it feels like, you know, once they want a character to get like, whatever a movie wants a character to get past a certain level of passing, they're like, well, we can't have, it. like, it's not a trans, we get a, 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 this is like me using the language of, of like mm. movie, but we can get like a real woman in there. Yeah.
0: Right. Oh, and then other uh, more minor instances that we can just touch on a little yeah. briefly. Just, I want to say now, so we don't forget uh, Leprechaun in the hood. Yeah. As a trans character. Uh, I'm I'm curious about Terror Train. Are you familiar with it? No, that? I'm not. No, okay. that kept coming. And that's yeah.
1: like I've been meaning to watch because you covered it and, yeah. but you keep telling me it's fine. You don't need to watch it's it. A it's a boring fine. fucking <laughs> movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: awful. <laughs> but that that uh i'm not sure if the character is supposed to be trans but it is the whole movie you're watching the magician's assistant david yeah. copperfield's assistant who is uh a, like a woman but then in the end it's revealed to have been a uh man who they had pranked earlier dressing like a woman and i don't know okay but, yeah so it's okay. not the same well, yeah. but yeah. he's definitely like presenting as a woman throughout the movie and in the end it's a big twist that right one. but uh yeah and then w- I think there was something else that I mentioned. Uh, Terrifier? Terrifier, Terrifier. Yeah. 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 But those are just, I'm going to throw so those out
2: there so we don't forget. Something, um, oh, okay. Oh, oh, sorry. I was going to say, oh, so let's throw in, like, who I think, like, queer icon, uh, Greta Gremlin. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. Like, uh, I think, like, um, a lot of like I see like a lot of like drag cosplay on um, uh, uh, like online now like of, of Greta Gremlin. So I I don't know if she count like I it's it, that's another one where I'm like I don't know what it what it counts as when you're a genderless creature who drank drinks a gender defining potion. But you know let's <laughs> I I you know props for to Greta Gremlin as well. <laughs> yes, she can come to the farm. Gremlins yeah. too. Right? Yeah, uh-huh. yes, doesn't Gremlins. she
0: close out that movie with the her wedding in the bath? Yes, yeah. yes with
2: Robert Picardo like <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little problematic because she's like it looks like she's about to assault him but then he like he's like oh I'm into this yeah, and that's how the movie ends yeah. he's like you know what I'm gonna, like well. so you know good for you Robert Picardo <laughs> <laughs> like very progressive views <laughs> <laughs> on gender and I guess species yeah, yeah right? are the gremlins a species I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well something I kept running into when I was looking at different pieces written by transgender authors is this idea that um, you know you might be thinking well these characters aren't meant to be transgender like you said that character in terror train you're like i don't know like what and same with norman bates you could maybe argue well he's not transgender he just is obsessed with the idea of becoming his mother and and it's but i i I think it's maybe more so the idea that like yeah but to to the general audience these are characters that we associate with
2: with yeah. with that with uh, and especially like i think they almost serve as like kind of like benchmarks of like where we were in a kind of like understanding this thing at the time the movies came out mm-hmm. so so yeah you know i i agree that you know there is a you know there's a, like at least if you if you take the first movie on its own, like Sleepaway Camp, like technically isn't like about a trans character. It's about a character that was, you know, it was about a, a boy that was kind of like forced to live like this. Angela,
1: such a lovely name. Why I believe it means angel. Why yes, I'm sure it does. I know you're going to like that name. Won't you, Peter?
2: But, you know, I think it's kind of, like, more important what is, like, what the audience takes away, took away from it, takes away from it now and took away from it at the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's still, I think they are still important, for better or worse, are still important characters to, like, enter into the conversation. And I also want to say, like, if you, uh, I feel like if you take, like, the Sleepaway trilogy, like, as a whole, she becomes, she, like, she is a, like, if you, if you look at the events and how she talks about herself in, like, the second and third film, she is, like, a trans character for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. When she's being being played by Pamela Springsteen. Yes, another yeah. another yes, another <laughs>
2: cis woman playing a trans woman. yeah But um, you know,
0: it, it, it's fu- you know,
2: I it's funny like I almost like once again like this is not me like saying that, you know, this is a benchmark in the history of uh trans cinema. But it's almost like I wish that like the angela from like two and three were the movie the the interpretation of the character that like caught on Mm. because like in those movies you know there's still the there's still definitely the element of her being you know trans in there but her game is much more like a crazy camp counselor who like wants who is like killing people who are like breaking the rules of camp her like Evil impulses don't come from the fact that she's strictly from the fact that she's trans, but from the fact that she's a very like strict strict yeah. strict camp counselor. She wants you know she wants you to follow those rules. Don't yeah. like she like she like you know she'll run you over with a truck if you're bullying other kids. <laughs> Let this be a lesson to you.
1: <laughs> Say no to drugs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she just she happens to be yeah, transgender, to be, but yeah. Still, yeah. yeah, follow the rules. Yeah, yeah, follow the rules. The camp is what's like important. That. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so interesting. And, and by the way, too, it's I don't think any of us would say that these are movies you can't still enjoy and love. Yeah. God, I, I Psycho, Silence of the Lambs, yeah. and Sleepaway Camp are yeah. three movies that I adore. And I mean, we have oh my gosh, I, well, here I want to bring it out because oh. it gets it gets hidden back here, but we even have. I signed curling iron from Sleepaway Camp. Oh, who signed
0: it? Karen uh, uh, Fields. Karen Fields, Very yes, cool. yeah, who plays yeah. Uh, Judy, yes. the bully? So
1: yeah. who, yeah, dies by curling yeah. iron? Yes, we adore Sleepaway Camp.
2: I, I will say, I like it's like it is like um I th- yeah it is funny to me that Sleepaway Camp can get, enter this like uh, Silence of the Lamb Psycho. Probably arguably two of the best yes. like
1: I love yes. Yeah, yes
2: horror thrillers of all time. <laughs> and Sleep also away like, camp is like Sleepaway Stan, like, gets to sneak into it. like we got have to talk about it in the same sentence because like they're they the three most they're probably the three most prominent. Oh my yeah. god, that's so true. Yeah, it's like good it's like uh yeah, good on you, like makers of, stre- of sleepaway of camp. camp? Yeah. yeah.
1: I love that. Yeah. But yeah, like we I think Sleepaway Camp is one of the funniest, weirdest movies I've ever seen. Like yeah. it has some of my favorite lines of all time eat shit and die Ricky eat shit
0: and live Bill yeah and I'm actually yeah. kind of sad that it's most well known for the ending yes, because yeah. to me my favorite part about it is everything else and yeah. how bizarre it is when fucking kids are throwing water balloons at each other on the roof of a cabin and yeah. shit like yeah
2: that. I mean to me it's like uh, you know I, I I can enjoy those elements of sleepaway camp too I'm not saying there isn't a you know There isn't something kind of, like, triggering for me Mm -hmm. when I watch it. But I also, you know, I think it's like with anything, like, we can, we you know, we can acknowledge what is problematic and what has aged poorly about these. So long as we acknowledge what has aged poorly and is problematic about these movies, we can still, like appreciate them for the things that like, you know, that are the things that we've always appreciated about them. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Yeah. No one wants to to get rid of these movies and yes. say you can't watch them. But it's it's more like just being um just being conscious of of the things that we're watching and how you can watch them and maybe not even think about things that yeah. someone else is watching this and having kind of a reaction where they feel bad. And maybe,
2: like, I would also say, like, not just how, maybe not just ha- think about how these movies affect, like, you know, trans people who may be watching them, but, like, think about how, like, these movies are influencing your own mm-hmm. perception yeah. of the trans community mm-hmm. because, um, I know this is something, you know, I think you guys said to me before we started recording, you know, there's a lot of talk about, like, you know, you know, people will say, like you're reading too much into it it's not that big of a deal but I think like that kind of like flippancy is a big deal because that's you just kind of absorb these prejudices and these pre uh preconceived notions when you're not really like considering what you're watching so like I'm a big proponent of like there's no like you know, there's no movies that we should like. At least, I don't know. I should say, I I won't say uh, unequivocally there are no movies we should throw away. But like, <laughs> but like, I like, most movies, I'm like, let's not th- let's not throw them away. There's stuff that can still be appreciated. To them. There's still stuff that watching those movies that can give us a view into like where the com- where the community was, where the trans community was, and how the public perceived it back then. Um, but just yeah, be aware of like not just how it's affecting. You know your friends, but how it's
0: affecting you? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's
0: not advocating for censoring; it's just yeah. advocating for being more conscious. Yeah, right. so. yeah.
1: Especially when you take into consideration the fact that the the transgender population of this country—I mean, the world—even they're like our most vulnerable population, yeah. really. Like statistically, I think I wrote down some numbers just to have. Um, I think these are again. This is like you know, more. We're getting into yeah. serious, upsetting stuff but yeah 47 percent of trans people had been sexually assaulted I think this is from 2016 46 percent had been the victim of a verbal attack within the preceding year and nine percent had been physically attacked yeah so yeah nine percent of transgender people and 2016 was the deadliest year on record for trans people and I think a big, something that feeds into that is the idea that that transgender people are dangerous. It's why we have so many people wanting to pass laws about bathroom usage and the idea that there's some nefarious reason for someone wanting to use a bathroom that corresponds to their gender and, and where do they, you know, where do people get these ideas from?
2: And a lot of, yeah, like a lot of, a lot of it comes from the fact that, you know, up until a point, that was all we saw. Like we really in in popular media, this is all we saw of the community. Um, And I also think, you know, um, it's interesting. Like, I feel like it, 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 a lot of a lot of the kind of uh, their villainy, the the, like kind of like the evil of trans, the evil of trans people in these movies uh, don't just stem from the fact that they're trans, but I feel like it stems from this kind of like inability to distinguish like like, sexuality from gender, because if, it's, it's stated most explicitly, I think, at the end of uh, Dressed to Kill, mm, uh, yes. where they give Michael Caine's character that kind of diagnosis. You mean when Elliot got turned on, Bobby took over? Yes. It was like uh, Bobby's red alert.
1: Elliot's penis became erect, and Bobby took control, trying to kill anyone that made Elliot masculinely sexual. When Elliot came to my office, it was the first time I saw
2: Bobby's
0: masculine self.
2: But it's always kind of this, same with Sleepaway Camp, same kind of with uh, Norman Bates. There's, It's always kind of this story of... Uh, like they're they're, they're they want to be a woman but they're like male when their male side is like awakened by like sexuality the sexuality of a woman uh that's they like the the female side has to like repress that and then they have to like so they have to kill the object of like that uh attraction or that like the thing that's that's reigniting their like quote-unquote male side he was never all Norman, but he was often only mother when he met your sister he was touched by her aroused by her he wanted her that set off the jealous mother and mother killed the girl so it's like just this, like this weird, this complete misunderstanding of like trans people and trans psychology and also like this inability to be like you know, to understand, there is a difference between sexuality and gender. There are plenty of trans women who are attracted to uh, other women, and they—it's not like they're murderous—you know—it's not like our murderous sides like wake up and are like, no, I have to like extinguish that because if I'm attracted to if I'm attracted to a woman, that means I'm not a woman. It's almost like there's so much going on there. It's like this, like yeah. it's like this—not just that. It's not just like like, you know, the trans stuff, but it's the, it's kind of, like, shutting down, like, like the spectrum of sexuality. Like there's only, there can only be this binary. It's kind of, it is also like clearly misogynistic. Cause it's always like the female side that like does the killing. So mm. there's like, so, it's like, it's, there's so much like caked into the, these, I, these like, uh you know, these characters that it's like interesting to like dissect and tear apart.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. And I, I, that just occurred to me that in all of these instances, it's a, a, it's male to female. Yes yeah and that's yeah it is like this this trans misogyny yeah. where it's it's the woman side quote unquote which is how they describe it and yeah. stuff like dress to kill is the one that's the murderer yeah like
2: that's the one with the most explicit like there's a diagnosis at the end where Michael K- where Michael Caine's character uh, uh, P- Bobby is mm-hmm. like you know she uh, they wanted to get a, I don't it's, it's it's sometimes you get into the weeds with how do you, how are we actually supposed to gender these characters yeah but, <laughs> but let's say like they you know they wanted to uh, be a woman but like every time they got attracted they found themselves attracted to a woman they had to like kill them and like yeah that's like i don't know it's 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 uh, in a weird way it's like the same shit that like fuels like every horror movie it's like sex is bad and when sex and when sexuality is awakened bad shit happens it's just like you know in those instances i don't know which i i saying this like it's better i'm not sure but it's like in those in what is better but in like it's just like the difference is cis women get to be are get to be cis women are the victims in those mostly usually the victims Mm. of the instances and trans women are always the monsters that's
1: Mm. interesting that comparison is so so interesting yeah like cis women are 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 punished by being murdered but then trans women are punished by having to become yes yeah a murderer that's so fascinating like that there's just
2: a, yeah and there's something maybe they're like they're suggesting there's something unnatural about this you know yeah. it's like the two sides ca- like the two which is like you know right off the gate right out of the gate that's like weird and problematic but the idea that like these two sides can't coexist like yeah. one has to be the dominant side and it's like that's not ha- that's not at all <laughs> what like trans identity is that's not yeah
1: yeah, and then, it, it, so in, in Psycho, Silence of the Lambs, and Dressed to Kill, there is a scene with a psychologist explaining, this yeah. is why this character did this. And it, when you think about it, yeah, I think 2013 was when transgender identity was taken out of the DSM-5. Uh, yeah. I don't know what number it is. I think it
0: was the DSM-5. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but so, yeah, up until 2013, we're talking about this like it is some kind of mental illness and it is interesting to think yeah we have all these scenes in these horror movies where you have the doctor kind of explaining yeah. this is what happened and this is why they were mentally ill look for severe childhood disturbances
2: associated with violence our Billy wasn't born a criminal clary's he was made one through years of systematic abuse Billy hates his own identity you see and he thinks that makes him a transsexual But his pathology is a thousand times more savage. I think, like, a a couple years ago when, like, Brian De Palma was, like, confronted about Dressed to Kill being, like, transphobic and problematic, I think his response was, like, well, it's, like, a fairy tale. Like, it's not meant to be taken seriously. And it's, like, that's not not a good response, Brian De Palma. It's not a fairy tale. (laughs) It's a, it's a, and, and... I mean, even if, even if it is like fairy tales have impacts, we like, like we grow up with them and we, we learn from them. And so just like, we can't, it's, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not advocating for throwing these movies away, but it's, they're not like just stories. They influence, they influence how we think about the world and think about, you know, people in the different comu- in different communities yeah that's yeah. so
1: weird it's another podcast where fairy tales come up it's like our fourth episode <laughs> yeah, right. in a row where like that's come like factored into our discussion i'm just yeah. gonna write a book about that yeah. um <laughs> yeah weird, uh,
2: i guess <laughs> weird is that i always say like the two two types of movies that like can that explore trans themes indirectly are like there's a lot of horror movies to do it and then there are like the disney movie disney I, movies do mm-hmm. it a lot like you know original like OG like uh, fairy tale trans icon ariel i love her uh, so yeah like i don't know good double feature maybe video Wait, is dro- she? i've is heard that reading like... of it
1: before that oh. she she wants yeah. to be she knows that she's human yeah
2: Oh. It's why, like, I like, I'm not a big fan of the like. She like gave up her voice. She like you know threw her life away for a man. It's like I no, hate that
1: take too. She like she
2: like wanted. She wanted to be a human from like de- before she ever laid eyes on Prince Eric. Prince Eric was just like the callous that was like just like okay, fuck it. I'm ready to make this happen. You go to the sea witch and like, I always say like, I don't know, sea witch is like dealing with a sea witch isn't much different than like trying to get your hormones from (laughs) Kaiser Permanente. You still have to like jump through a lot of hoops. Um, Like honestly, like voice versus like the, like all the work I had to do. Maybe I'd give up my voice, but, um, but uh, yeah, like it's like, that's why I'm not a big fan of that reading. It's like, you know, she knew what she wanted. And I also think like she's 16 and like, when you find new, like sometimes finding new people in your life, even if they're not the people that you're going to be with forever, that's what like can spark a, like the, uh, it can spark the inspiration to change, to make these big changes in ourselves, um, or, or I should say, more accurately, I should say, to like fully embrace who we are. So, like self understanding. So, yes, exactly, oh, self understanding. Yeah. Um, so, I just, veer, I just turned this into a Disney podcast. Uh, that, we can, m- we can veer that's back. That's
1: extremely on brand but for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's fine. where we got. I start. love that. <laughs> I love that reading on Ariel. I find yeah. her very empowering. Yes. too. she's one of my
2: favorites. Yeah, and I think she breaks up with Eric. I think they have, like, <laughs> Am, they have like, uh, Am, they were like, we were, we were sixteen. We didn't know what we were doing. Ariel was like, oh there's a lot more people out here i mean i need to go explore yeah
1: i'm going to go explore denmark or yeah. Whatever. Yes. my movie takes off <laughs> Hey, I want to talk real quick about our sponsor this week, Shudder.
0: Shudder. If
1: you listen to the podcast, you probably know Shudder because we talk about it a lot. We love Shudder.
0: Yeah, Shudder is awesome.
1: Yeah, it's a streaming service for all things horror.
0: I love it. It's so, oh God, it's so good and so great to have seen its growth in the past few years.
1: And I love the direction they're going into. They have so much cool original stuff. And yeah, because they got Joe Bob on there. They have Joe Bob. Yes, Joe Bob is every week and the cool thing is is there's such a there's such a community around Shudder that when Joe Bob airs it's live, and so everyone can watch the movie together with Joe Bob. It's just this fun, good time of people seeing something they've never seen, and other people who have seen it before but are just excited to watch other people enjoy it for the first time. It's a really good, positive atmosphere that I think Shudder's done a really good job at promoting. So. Yeah, yeah, it's
0: exactly what we like, horror movies and friendly communities.
1: Yeah, they're also, if you're, if you're enjoying this episode about representation, they have Horror Noir. It's their original documentary about, yeah, it's about black representation and horror, and that's very, very cool, too. And it's easy to stream on any device you have, pretty much. You know, iPhone, iPad, Google Chromecast, Android, all Mm -hmm. of it, they got you covered.
0: And we got you for Shudder membership.
1: Yeah, if you want to try out Shudder free for 30 days, that's a long time, 30 days. You could watch a lot of You could stuff. watch
0: so much stuff in that time, man. Yeah,
1: you go to Shudder.com, that's S-H-U-D-D-E-R.com, and use the promo code DEADMEAT.
0: Yeah, it's all one word, and you know how to spell Dead Meat.
1: Yeah, so uh, one more time, that's Shudder.com, and promo code DEADMEAT.
0: Enjoy it. It's so much fun.
1: Our other sponsor this week is HelloFresh. It's a meal kit delivery service, which I'm so excited to have now. Yes,
0: I love, I love this because uh, I, I am the cook in this relationship. Yeah, you're, you're just the cook. I'm just the cook. <laughs> well, I never could enjoy killing, but no, I, I'm the one who makes the food in this relationship. Yeah. But. <laughs> You're going to be helping me. I know.
1: This has turned out very well for James, I think. Um, I'm excited too, but now I got to definitely help with the cooking. But at least HelloFresh makes it easy because it's all, it's pre-planned for you. So you don't have to worry about shopping and you don't have to worry about prepping either. You can just start cooking.
0: It chooses the meals for you. You don't have to expend that mental energy being like, what are we going to eat tonight? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll tell you what we're going to eat. We're going to eat creamiest mushroom ravioli. Or we're going to eat grilled cheese and veggie jumble. Or we're going to eat green pepper and black olive flatbreads. Those are the three meals that we have for this week's Hello Fresh. Box. This is the
1: first time I'm hearing them. I know we just I wanted to be a box. surprise. Ooh, yeah, that all sounds really good. And that
0: box is delivered right to your, your doorstep in a uh, refrigerated box, so mm-hmm. it keeps the ingredients nice and fresh. They come together in less than thirty less minutes. Than
1: thirty minutes or thirty less minutes than, max. Less than two pots and pans too. That will be nice. Dishes are the worst.
0: And this uh, Hello Fresh is accommodating your vegetarian inclinations. Yes, because it's got a meal plan for veggies. Veggie veggie. But yep. they
1: also have a Classic box, so mm-hmm. there's meat in that one. They also have a family box, so it's stuff that's, um, you know, kids would like to. So if you want to get eighty dollars, that's eighty dollars. That's so much dollars. Damn. Yeah, it's off your first month of HelloFresh. Go to hellofreshcom deadmeat Eighty for the eighty dollars. Nice. And you enter the promo code Deadmeat80. Yeah, Hello,
0: real easy. Lucy. HelloFresh is one word. Uh HelloFresh all together. And promo code DeadMeat80 as DeadMeat 80.
1: I think the the concept of a transgender person as a murderer in the media and being kind of this like psychological case in that I think stems we we can look back and it, it stems from Ed Gein. I, I think it's so fascinating how, because we, we know for a fact that so many movies are inspired by Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is going into more true crime. I'm not going to talk too much about the, the details in the case itself, because that case is so, there's so much, like every one of those like big, big famous murderer cases. It's like so much, you you could be a professor on Ed Gein pretty
0: much. Yeah.
1: Um, But it, it is interesting to kind of recognize that those murders, and again, Ed Gein was a murderer in Wisconsin. He killed two women, but he also dug up a bunch of graves, and he used the the skin and bones to do fun, gross stuff with. Like he made furniture and and things, and a belt out of nipples, apparently. Yeah. Um. But his his imagery in the media, and we just talked about this on Texas, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode. He's like a turning point in pop culture. Um. One, uh, in our perception of rural populations, and two, in our, our idea of, unfortunately, transgender people. Because before this, it's I didn't know this, that transgender people in American pop culture were almost these weird celebrities. In 1953, Christine Jorgensen was the most famous
2: woman in America. Polished, eloquent, and with a sharp wit, her story captivated the nation. She seized this opportunity to educate. Christine also went on to tour with
1: a nightclub act, singing her own personal theme song, "I Enjoy Being a Girl," and racked up more column inches than the likes of Marilyn Monroe. She's the first person to be widely known in the U.S. for having yeah. sex reassignment surgery. That's right, when yeah. she's in her twenties, and so she's kind of the celebrity. And then, when after the Gene case happens. the Gein case is in the 50s I think like late 50s and I don't think it's a coincidence that 1960 we get psycho yeah and after that it's this trope and horror of you know the
2: because the the movie was based off like a book like Mm -hmm. a book about Ed Gein right yeah Yeah, yeah.
1: it's the book is is um, I mean the book is basically the movie story it's still got Norman Bates but it is like it's based off of the Ed Gein murders and I guess and I I didn't know this that the Ed Gein case there's not really any evidence for the idea that he wanted to be a woman. That's something that we've kind of projected onto it I think even in his um, his interrogations I think the, the officer interrogating him is really feeding him stuff because they kind of want this yeah. narrative to be true but I think all the evidence in that case points to the idea that he was more so inspired by all these books he had about cannibals and like voodoo and witch doctors and the reason that he's keeping skin and stuff isn't to make woman suits it's because he wants to have souvenirs like these like you know kind of fantasy voodoo tribes he's yeah. reading about in these kind of pulp novels and but we, yeah we just culturally we just grabbed onto that idea and kind
2: of like for and like kind of like forced it upon like yeah. his his like narrative his like his story yeah it's it's i don't know it's i mean i guess it all stems from like this kind of um you know i want to say like willful ignorance or just kind of like i don't know if it, like at the time even it even called willful but like just like ignorance about like trans identity in general um, that you know people are just kind of like building from pieces what they think this is and then like you know explode and then kind of like explode that into like the biggest mo- one of the biggest movies of all time mm-hmm. um, which is like you know Kind of irresponsible. Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. I just want to talk about, too, because, yeah, you mentioned that it's kind of an irresponsible thing to do. It's like, yeah, that's one of the biggest movies of all times. And it kind of we get this this trope after that in horror. And I think it's important to kind of talk about intent. Yeah. I, I think that's such a big Thing because and we this is something we kind of talked about on our terrifier episode is the idea of intent versus purposely making you know making something malicious versus yeah. making something that you you maybe don't realize is harmful and, yeah yeah
2: like i mean that's interesting because i like i don't i mean none of the movies that I think we mentioned. Uh, well, I would describe, maybe, describe the people may- that who made them as like willfully malicious. Like I almost think, like I, I, there's just kind of like, it's just this kind of like other, like complete othering of the tra- of the trans community. Like they they don't know, they don't understand it. They don't know what it is. Uh, so they and they don't, but they don't really like, they don't really care to find out. So mm-hmm. they just kind of like you know. Make it whatever it is to suit the needs of their story, uh, which is you know obviously like you know I, it's it's not I wouldn't describe it as well, I don't think like Alfred Hitchcock or Brian De Palma or whoever made Sleepaway Camp. Uh, do you know that <laughs> who made Sleepaway Camp? Actually, I don't, I don't know, know. Okay, yeah. uh, whoever made Sleepaway Camp was like, I'm going, I'm going to make a movie to like vilify yeah. the the trans community. I'm going to make a movie to make these people out to be monsters. But I think they it was you know they were it's more are like kind of like this reckless irresponsibility of like oh that's like a like a that's like a that's a crazy weird thing that'll work as like the that's what a great like third act twist for my movie they're like fun uh fun plot points that will get the audience to like sit up in their seat and be like, oh shit. And like that's still bad it's it's
0: not willfully malicious, but it's still bad. Would you ascribe the same thing to like Ace Ventura, which Oh Oh, no, Ace Ventura I think is willfully malicious. Oh yeah. Like I like
2: I know that's crazy like like crazy to say, but it might sound crazy to be like I put Ace Ventura in a different camp. But like I feel like the ending of that movie is so like, you know, is so mean spirited. Mm-hmm. She's not Lois Einhorn.
0: She's Ray Finkel. She's a man. <laughs> He's lying. Shut
2: up. Because it ends with them like pushing her in a pool and like I don't know. It's they're like,
1: all like spitting because yeah. they all had been kissing. Her yeah, and, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. It is. Yeah. It that's a, that is such a mean ending of a movie and it sucks. Because again, I love Ace Ventura. I quote Ace Ventura yeah. always. You know, I feel like everyone growing up in the '90s
2: did. Oh yeah, did the like <laughs> talk to their butt. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I yeah. still
1: do. That. I still talk out of my butt. But like,
2: us, but yeah, she like does. that's a little movie. Like you know, I feel like there's almost something like. you I know, I feel like this is you know this is kind of like judging you know bad against worse. But to me, there's something you know worse about like there's something worse about like the kind of like willful maliciousness of something like ace ventura as opposed to the kind of you know irresponsibility of of something like psycho i mean because i'd argue even like at least like psycho still it's not great and i'm not like you know not a perfect movie uh but psycho still like i feel like affords um norman bates even at the end some shred of like humanity Mm -hmm. like when we hear uh mother bates thoughts at like the end let them see what kind of a person i am
0: I'm not even going to swat that fly. I hope they are watching. They'll see. They'll see and they'll know and they'll say, why,
2: she wouldn't even harm a fly that's still like a person in there who's like going through something and it's 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 kind of sad. It's not like the best representation, but it's still like, there is a, sh- I feel like, you know, N- Norrin Bates is afforded a shred of humanity as opposed to, uh, oh, it was Sean was it Sean Young? In, yes. And uh-huh. who is just like, this is a object of ridicule to be like, you know, humiliated and spit on. Yeah. Right, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think in, in Sounds of the Lambs too, that, that one I think is a, uh, is really interesting because the way they talk about Buffalo Bill, they're, they're, there is a long conversation between, I think it's Hannibal and Clarice, where they're talking about, like, well, most transgender people aren't going out to murder anybody. You know, they have yeah. like a long discussion about <laughs> yeah, it. And they, yeah. it, not again, not to say yeah. it's a perfect movie, but yeah. it's
2: still so, like, yeah, Hannibal Lecture still like clear. This isn't, order, this isn't all trans people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Caterpillar into chrysalis or pupa, and from thence into beauty. Our belly wants to change, too.
1: There's no correlation in the literature between transsexualism and violence. Transsexuals are very passive.
2: Clever girl. You're so close to the way you're going to catch him. Do you realize that?
1: Yeah, the the idea of even just intentionally malicious stuff versus things that, you know, maybe... I mean, it was never okay, but back then we maybe have less awareness. There's less kind of cultural awareness that this stuff is is harmful and yeah. it's not great. But it's still like... Like we said earlier, this still affects people, and it, it's interesting. I, yeah. I found this quote, um, this was in an article about transgender representation, but I think it ties in so nicely to our episode with Joey Clift about yeah. Indian burial grounds. This is about like sports logos, offensive sports logos. So this is a 2014 report from the Center for American Progress found that just these shitty sports <laughs> teams alone contributed to poor self-esteem and mental health among Native American youth and contributed to biases and prejudices in the larger population. So... Mm. There yeah there's studies showing that this kind of media representation not just of of crappy sports logos but just in general like that affects us. You might think that you're yeah immune to that or we even think about that with advertising right people say like i'm not swayed by ads like i don't but you are it's subconscious yeah
2: and you know i i i mean i do think there is a like a distinction to be made between like you know these movies where at least you know they are still like characters as opposed to like sports logos where they are just like literally like propaganda it's just like look at this like mean thing you like this mean scary thing you don't like um I, I don't know like you know I I it's 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 all like just a f- fucked up stew of like <laughs> what's like what's better what's worse and what's bad and I don't know but like I do yeah there is like but I I do think you're right you know like there are that kind of representation can really affect how you like see yourself and feel about yourself as a closeted trans person like growing up in the in the 90s um, the only kind of like representations I saw of myself uh, on screen to be like, oh, maybe that's what I am, or on things like the Jerry Springer Show, mm-hmm. or you know, mm-hmm. like kind of like this very like on like Chandler's dad or uh, Chandler's, I'm gonna gender her correct, correctly, uh, J- Chandler's mom on Friends. You know, like their jokes, their weirdos, they're like sideshow characters to be kind of like like gawked at and like you know, thankfully, we've progressed a lot in how we represent trans people in media. But like growing up with that, you're like, it it does kind of like force you, it did kind of like force me to like closet myself, like, or it was an element in in me closeting myself, because that's all I could see. That's the only way I could see myself represented in media. Yeah. Um, which is why like, you know, but then it's also like, why something like Escape from LA was such like, with as problematic as it was it was still like cool to see something of myself represented in a character who wasn't like totally you know just totally a monster or totally like a a freak you know and like i say not a perfect movie would could not be made today 23 years later but but there's still but like that was still very significant for me at the time yeah
0: are, are there uh, what are there positive representations of uh, uh, transgenders in in? Or like, I should say trans, trans people? Uh, transgenders. Okay, oh no, that's okay. Yeah, so we're all learning. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, like, trans people. Yeah, uh, in media, it sounds like no in horror movies so it's far. A, but. yeah,
2: not. I can't. I mean, like. You kind of have to get into. You maybe have to kind of like get into the weeds of like trans uh, trans uh, theory for all that. Um, there are, I think, more positive. There are obviously more portray, uh, positive portrayals coming through, like dramas and comedies. Yeah. Um. And I understand. It's you know, I understand that it's like it's going to be hard to like. I shouldn't say hard, but you know. People are going to be trepidatious about how we like introduce trans, uh, the trans community into horror films in a way that's like positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think to like you know, it's funny. I like think I'm now I'm thinking like just strictly I'm thinking about like you know us, which just came out like a uh, like couple uh, like a like just a month ago, and Jordan Peele kind of talks about how you know, it's important for like this, you know, as opposed to get out, like us is not to him a a story about race, Mm -hmm. but it is important for him to put like, you know, uh, black people as the stars of horror movies. And it doesn't have to, and like, it never has to be like explicitly about the fact about their race. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, that's what I think we want from like, you know, the trans community. Like we can have like trans, uh, men and trans women, uh, especially like, you know, as uh, trans i think trans men are like wildly underrepresented in like all uh in all media um but uh, uh that we can start like working the uh you know these people this community these characters into these films in a way that's like you know a like a trans you can put a, a trans woman can be in a a trans woman can be a victim a trans man can be a uh uh like a a hero a trans woman can be a hero like it, we can be all these things and we can you know what i'm gonna say like playing being like who wants to be like the victim in a horror movie you want you want to be like freddy krueger mm-hmm. <laughs> like you want to be like jason like 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 we like Everyone deserves that fun of like playing in the, like playing in those uh, fields as well. But like you know, why can't we like can we create a like trans Freddy Krueger who is not like you know the fact that she's trans or he's trans is like superfluous. I don't right. know. Yeah. I don't. And it's hard. Like because obviously. You know, you do that and you're going to want to talk about the fact that they're, you know, they're, they're, people are going to be reading into it. But, you know, I want to I want to, like, kill people in their dreams. Like, yeah. that sounds fun.
1: It's yeah, I think it, I think one of the things I, I, I think about when we talk about representation, too, is it's I think at the end of the day, it mostly just comes down to like, yeah, everyone wants the chance to, to do fucked up shit in horror movies <laughs> yeah. and not have themselves defined in such a limiting way. Like we all want to be represented in fun, cool ways, and and unfortunately, like we have such a bad history of yeah.
2: Yeah, and which is why I like I go back to like sleep like I know this is like crazy, but I go back to like sleepaway two sleepaway camp two and sleepaway camp three, where it's like more two three it's kind of unwatchable, (laughs) but uh, sleepaway camp two, where it's like. It's like, you know, you could kind of describe most of that movie. You could describe that killer, you could describe that, like, killer and never mention the fact that she's trans. You're mm-hmm. like, it's like, it's like the story of this, like, you know, this cam counselor who, like, went mad with power and was enforcing the rules and like, oh yeah, no, no, and she was trans, but the important thing is she was she was like really into these camp rules and she would kill to enforce them. Yeah. So like, you know, more like a little, like, I don't know. It's I, probably far away from that happening, but someday. I
1: don't know. Have you, did you see that Netflix show, You? Did you watch I that? I haven't while?
2: watched it, no. Yeah,
1: there's a character on that and I, I forget the actress's name, but she's a, a trans woman who, she plays one of the the friends and it's, it is never mentioned once yeah. on that show, and and there's a there's a boy works at the bookstore, falls in love with her, and they're they're a very cute, sweet couple, yeah. and that's never part of the show, and I, I that like stuck out yeah. so much to me, and I was like, maybe we'll be seeing more of. I- that. I
2: think we and I think like in especially in a comedy we're seeing a little more of that like on one day at a time which I'm a huge fan of um, in uh, the main character goes to a PTSD uh, a support group and there's a trans woman there she's you know you, she's never addressed addressed as such but like you know she's part or like one of my favorite uh, pieces of representation is um, do you ever watch uh, Difficult People on Hulu No, the Billy Billy Eichner show okay Uh, okay. uh, one of his uh, co-workers at the restaurant he works at is a uh, is like this like Is like this nine eleven conspiracy theorist, but and she happens to be trans. But like her her big character deal is that she's like she's like super into like nine eleven conspiracies, and it's like (laughs) and you know she's you know she's not perfect. She's not like this sad like character with no agency she has like a weird funny thing going on but it has nothing to do with the fact that she's trans
1: yeah oh that's interesting yeah i think about too and and um something that always stands out for me yeah it's the idea of just wanting to be treated like other other characters on screen i think about mad max a lot where that movie women are just getting like it's no big deal like they're not we don't put on the kid gloves for these female yeah. characters and I think of stuff like that where it's just this idea of like we don't want these like perfect paragons yeah. of morality that are like great and amazing it's like no it just you we know We want to
2: be like you know we want to be part of the fun and that's yeah, like exactly t- you know and yeah that can be a problem you know it's it's a maybe a better problem than the other direction but it can be a problem when we start treating like you know these groups of people like so delicately that it's like mm-hmm. they have to be perfect they have to be like i always call them like snow like snow globe characters because mm-hmm. like there's these perfect like little characters trapped in snow globes that you can just like look at from afar but like don't touch. They're, they're not to be touched uh right. so like these like you know uh i i you know we we Trans people can be, like, messy. They can be weird. They can have, like, crazy... They can have weird stuff going on. But, like, you know... it, it And it has nothing to do with the fact of their gender identity. Right, like, they're just... Just because they're, they're people. Just because they're people. Yeah, we all have human stuff going on.
1: I, I figured I... I, I kind of want to bring it up because it was something that... Um, when I when I said we were doing this episode, people mentioned, and I was like, I don't know if we're going to talk about it because it's it's not really horror, but it's horror. Jason is Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, I, I just want to like open the floor to Rocky Horror Picture I Show. I think ro- I
2: think that's actually a important part, uh, mm-hmm. part important thing to talk about because like I imagine there's like a lot of like kids who like found themselves through that, and um, when uh, uh, you know. That is, at least like, you know, that's at least a more set, like, even though I, you know, in the movie, uh, you know, she doesn't necessarily identify, uh, Frankenfurter doesn't like gender, like, uh, you know, genders themselves as female, like they, you know, I think they don't, the word transgender doesn't even come up, um, it's just to be transsexual, it is still like, you know, that was a significantly more fun and more, you know, still we- there's weird stuff about it but it's significantly more fun and more like it's kind of like in a in this weird like ghoulish way like celebr like celebrating the fun and and uh, of this lifestyle. yeah yeah
1: yeah I that movie to me because you know growing up it's I feel like for anyone who watched that as like a teen yeah it's it, that was such an important movie to see in general because it was just such a wider variety of like oh. Like I didn't know sexuality could be this. I didn't know gender identity could be you yeah. Know, like, you didn't
2: know it could be this like fun. Yeah, like, yeah. or, yeah, or it's just like, so
1: ambiguous. Yeah, and yeah. So I think that's what I've heard. Um, just just talking to friends and and people who are either transgender or LGBTQ. It's yeah. that movie. I almost feel gets more of a pass, not universally. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's it, there's people who have found you know they take issue with it, and that's fair. Yeah, but it's, I mean,
2: yeah, and that's something I would say. Like I'm like there are people who I you're free like take issue with as much issue with any mm-hmm. of these movies as you want. Like um but uh, but yeah, like I I think Rocky Horror Picture Show is an example where like like representation is important. And so and this is something I always wrestle with which is like what what's better like no representation or bad representation mm. mm-hmm. like or like I, with in the case of Rocky our picture show I don't even want to say bad representation I'd say like flawed representation mm-hmm. you know at that time you know i feel like a lot of this stuff you know like we it seeps it, you know we kind of like creeps in through like the fringe was rocky horror picture show was like sweet transvestite like a step we needed to t- take to get to like let's say like something like transparent like do we need to like start the conversation there to get all the way to where we are now mm-hmm. and, um also you know the transparency problem too uh, because of, <laughs> but uh but yeah but um but yeah I don't know I don't know that's just something I uh, you know repre- that's something I always struggle with is it better like like you know I keep bringing it back to this this story about myself but I would call uh, Hershey Las lo- Hershey Palmas in *Escape from LA* flawed representation. It was still like significant to me. It mm-hmm. was still like something like as 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 flawed as it was. It was still something that mattered to me when I saw it as a kid. And is it better, you know, is that even as flawed as it is, is that better than having never seen myself in a, a on screen? Yeah. I don't know.
1: Right? Yeah. Like no one. Yeah. Regardless of how people interpret that role in that movie. Yeah. No one's going to be able to take that away from
2: you. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, at the end of the day, that's why it just comes down to what are our, you know, how do we feel about these movies? What are our personal connections to them? But also like being aware of like how they like affect the, the yourself and the community around you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. I think that's a good place to, to wrap it up. This was great. Like, yeah. this was yeah. such a nice conversation. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. curious to hear people's thoughts. And again, if you, you know, listening to this, if you're kind of feeling a certain way, you want someone to talk to, translifeline.org yes. as a hotline. Tra- and mm-hmm.
2: It's a great, translifeline is fantastic. And yeah, it's a very good organization. So, cool. Yeah. That's
1: kind of new yeah. too. I think that just... Yeah, yeah. it's a
0: couple of years. It's like one or two years old. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, I just, you know... All right. Balls in your court horror genre. Yeah. Yeah. Love filmmakers yeah. get up there. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I would love to see because I mean, we're on such a good we're on like such a high right now of these like really awesome. Like I think horror right now is just so great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I love all the stuff coming out like this is such a good time for some more, you know, better transgender representation and horror. Like we're ready for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we're
2: getting like you know uh, like a lot of the uh, discussion uh, talk around hereditary was that that's like kind of like that's a trans story. Um uh because so, yeah. the whole
0: thing is her uh, she, uh
2: she's trying to find her like she wants to be in her like correct like male body yeah be yeah. born
0: into king payment yes, yes. Yeah. Or, yeah yeah and so is it in a
1: strange way almost kind of it's like a happy ending almost. oh yeah for <laughs> like
2: everyone in that treehouse yeah, yeah it's a very happy ending yeah you just like you if you if you look at it through um uh you know the 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 eyes of that cult and what it's a it's a very happy ending yeah (laughs) Yeah. that's
1: so funny that's when we saw the witch too i came out of that thinking like that was the happiest ending i've seen in a movie in a long time and i'm reading reviews of people coming away with the exact opposite it's like oh i guess not but i love that there's that reading of hereditary too where it's like that's a great happy ending great happy ending (laughs) yeah i love it Cool. Um, so, where uh, where can people find you online? Um,
2: you can find me on mostly on Instagram. Very rarely on Twitter at, at uh, Joan Haley Ford. That's J O A N H A L H A L E Y F O R D. Um, yeah, that's where you can. That's that's
0: me. That's me online. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. And Dead Meat is on uh, social media at Dead me James on Twitter and Instagram. And
1: I'm at Careback, C A R E B E C C on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want merch, Dead Meat Store. Dot com. Yeah.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. again. Thank you so much for having you. me. This is wonderful. Yes. Yeah. This was yeah. so nice. Very fun, funny conversation about something yeah. that's yeah. Uh, not always fun to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah, yeah and uh, it can be I tough. think.
1: We, the one thing that we can all really take away is more transgender people and hang
2: gliders. Yes, please, mm-hmm. please yeah. send me a... Trans- if anyone wants to send me a hang glider... Yeah. We'll do a GoFundMe. We'll, yeah, please. I'm go, <laughs> yeah, a GoFundMe, a Patreon uh, for, my hang gl- for my hang glider over yes. to drop uh, firebombs on Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> is that a threat? Did I get, am I going to get in trouble yeah. with Homeland Security? <laughs> probably probably with everything they own oh, no. now. What's oh, that? yeah. They probably own, they own, like...
1: They own 25, 25... 7% of media now.
2: Oh, Just oh no. In okay. I'm yeah. not actually going to do that. They're probably <laughs> up to ha- like metaphorical. Yeah. metaphorically. Bumps. It was also, it was called the Happy Ki- they called it the Happy Kingdom and Escape from LA. Oh, so yeah. They mm. apparently couldn't get the rights to to John Carpenter
0: couldn't get the rights from Disney to destroy their park. <laughs> <laughs> what a shocker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we'll probably have a movie review for you next week, but until then I'm James. I'm Chelsea. And that's Joan, and this has been the Dead Meat podcast.